0: three of the Albert Tate podcast. I can't believe it. We're already three seasons in. Uh, I don't know if y'all can tell, but I'm having the time of my life. This has been a great dream of mine. So Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing it with your friends. As I've traveled across the country, so many of you have grabbed me and just said, Albert, I'm loving the podcast, and it's crazy. I just thought it was my mama and my wife listening, but it's actually six or seven more people. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. This season is all about the best nine lessons for the year um as I did my best you know how Instagram or whatever you do like your best nine and it'll send up your best pictures your most liked pictures and when I did that if you if you hadn't seen it you can go to my Instagram and you can see my best nine um, on my thread I pulled up my best nine and as I looked at each of those pictures they each told a story and they each brought a lesson that I've learned and I thought wow That's gonna be this season. So every picture on my top nine, um, there's a lesson there. And I wanna talk about those lessons. So uh, this week, the first lesson um, is this idea that God redeems all things. He makes all things new. Um, And he remembers. He remembers. So let's get into it. Yo, thanks for tuning in. Um, Share, subscribe. Love y'all. Welcome to season three. Pomp and circumstance. Y'all know it. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da Well, for many people, that song um, brings a sense of joy, a sense of a com- uh, a completeness, um, a sense of um, celebration because, you know, that's the graduation song. Uh, you got you think about mamas and grandmamas and aunties and uncles and daddies and granddaddies taking pictures, flowers. It just brings about that you think about the tassels and the robe. Well, um, you guys, if y'all been listening to me long enough to know, you know that um, I uh, I flunked out of high school. I didn't graduate. Um, ended up having to get my GED. But that graduation day from Pearl High School in 1995, I'll just never forget it. I talk about it often because I can still remember it like it was yesterday. And what the melody that brought joy and hope and peace and celebration to so many people, it's crazy how that same melody could bring discouragement fear, uh, shame, and guilt, Um, tassels weren't inspiring, the robe didn't bring a sense of completion, because I didn't get a tassel, I didn't get a robe. And when the song was played, it almost brought me to tears because it was a reminder, it was evidence of Albert's failure. I visit this place often, I talk about it often because it was that snapshot of the worst moment of my life where I just felt so undone, so empty and the reality was I'd lived in secrecy for so long, so no one knew how dark the day was. I was in my car. I couldn't even couldn't even go in the building. All of my best friends are graduating and I couldn't bring myself to go in there because the pain and the shame, the people looking at me saying, Um, why aren't you aren't you supposed to be graduating? Why are you at where are your where are your where are your tassel? Where are your I couldn't, I could not do it. I invited God into that moment and God showed up. I mean, let's keep it real. It took a minute, but he showed up. Over time, I worked through the guilt. I worked through the shame. And God just kind of slowly began to, redeem me i am um, i got my g e d finally after years and years of putting it off and i am um, i am um, got accepted into bible college that i didn't think I was going to get accepted i thought bro first time i write a i, I write a paper in this class they're gonna kick me out they're gonna be like oh we 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 found out you are dumb and we're gonna kick you out i literally i feared writing papers and going to class, but I got accepted and I wrote my first paper. And you know what? My English teacher, the end of my first semester, turned my work in for a writing contest, a writing contest. Um, so God just began to give little glimpses of hope and purpose because I had believed a lie. I believed a lie, y'all, and I believed it for a long time that I was dumb, that I wasn't smart, that I didn't have intellect, that I um, I just wasn't, I just, I just didn't have a lot of worth. And um, that lie started when I was really young, and it just got louder and louder, and the louder it got, the more I believed it. And I just, I believed it. I believe Albert, you're dumb, and, and and if people think you're smart, it's just because they hadn't discovered your dumbness yet. So just keep up the charade so they don't discover how dumb you are. Anybody ever believe any lies? Anybody got any lies that they've been believing about themselves? So God slowly began to redeem the narrative in my life of who he says I am. And I had to slowly start trusting in the truth of God's word instead of relying on the lie of Satan's voice. So I started believing the truth and I'll never forget it. Graduation day at um, at Wesley Bible College. It, it should have took in four years, but it took me five. Hey, so what, come on, a brother finish. Um, and I'll never forget the day that they um, that I had to come to the office and pick up my tassel, picked up my hat, picked up my robe. And for the first time, I was a part of the processional. When I tell you this day will go down in history as one of the most Influential days of my life because I put on the robe and I put on the tassel, I put on the hat, and then they started playing the song. Da, 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 da. And I thought the last time I heard this song, I was in my car crying out of defeat. And this time I'm in line walking to get my degree. I couldn't keep the tears from streaming down my face. You would have thought pomp and circumstance was like in Christ alone or something because the way I was worshiping, the way I was surrendering, the way i you would have thought I was at a Hillsong concert. I was like, no, but pomp and circumstance, that's my jam, yo. So I was walking down the aisle, man, and God just reminded me. He says, hey, I'm redeeming all things. I'm redeeming all things. Places where you thought you lost ground. Places where you thought shame would define you. Places where you thought that your worst moment would become uh, a a narrative of who you are. I'm redeeming all things. Wow, what a victory. So this year, that was uh, 20 years ago. Now, 20 years later, if, if I'm gonna be honest, the lie still has moments where it's believable. If I'm gonna be honest, there are moments when in the midst of all God has done, I still doubt, I still struggle. The insecurity still comes up. And and God doesn't have to do it, but I still need reminders of who I am and whose I am. I've been pastoring, so I get it, I'm, you know, hey, but, I, but even I, even I need reminders of who I am and whose I am. I sit on the board of Azusa Pacific University. So back in the day at college, I probably couldn't even get in. Um, I now sit on the board of, like, come on, God. What are you, what, what are you doing, bro? It's so good. God is so good. So I go to board meetings and I speak into the vitality and the fidelity of of this institution. Um and it blows my mind. I I I am blushing just thinking about the favor of God. And then I got the call this year. Um I'll never forget it. They needed a commencement speaker. And um They asked me to be the commencement speaker uh, this last year, class of 2019. And I thought, now God, you are good, but you're just showing out now. You are showing out. Um, From me sitting outside of a graduation because I couldn't go in because of the guilt and shame to now me being the keynote speaker I was overwhelmed at the redemption of God. He says, any sense of lie still lingering around, I wanna snuff it all out. I don't want one ounce of lie or insecurity sitting around your identity in Christ, your intellect, who I've called you to be. They told me to come into the office, get here early. I had a special parking pass and there on the rack, I walk in with doctors, lawyers, dignitaries, psychologists, other business leaders, all getting robed up for the processional. And she hands me the hat. She handed me the tassel. I put on the robe which was fly too, yo. It was way better than that college road, bro. This joint was hot. I was I was like, yo. I put on the road. And they start playing my song. Pump and Circumstance. And I could feel the celebration this time. I could feel the sense of completion I could feel the sense of hope for what's next. You would have thought I was getting a degree. And in many ways I was. It was a degree of freedom. It was a degree that graduated me from bondage, from lies that I had believed about myself. Redemption. It was a redemption degree. So i go up, y'all, and yo, I'm on the stage, I'm on the platform in front of thousands of people and I'm about to give the commencement address. It was an amazing day of God just saying, I wanna give you full restoration. I wanna heal even the memory of the tassel and the robe. (laughs) There's a passage in the gospels where Peter's standing over a fire pit um. Although he was warned that he would do it, he swore I would never do it. He denies Christ three times. Jesus told him, "He said, Peter, you're gonna deny me three times before the cock crows three times. You're gonna deny me." Peter says, "Never, bro. I'll never do it." He did it, and while he's standing over this fire pit with these coals burning, the cock crows. And Peter realizes, I just did the very thing that I swore I would never do. Can you imagine the shame and the guilt, the trauma that Peter would feel knowing that he had disappointed God and he had told God that he wouldn't do that specific thing, but he did it anyway. Can you imagine that moment? I remember sitting in that car outside of the graduate. I'll never forget that moment. And I guarantee you, Peter never will forget that moment when he denied Christ. He remembered what was going on. He remembered who was around. He remembered the smell, the smell of the smoke, the smoke of the coals that was burning right beneath his nose, right above the lips that denied Christ. Peter remembered that moment and it traumatized him the shame and the guilt marked him so much. So he walked away from it all and went back to his, what he knew how to do That was fish. So he's out fishing and there's this famous image in scripture where they're out fishing and Jesus now having been crucified in his resurrected body, he's on the shore. And the Bible says he's cooking fish and he invites them to come out of the water and come and eat fish. Now, now Peter hadn't seen Jesus since, you know, he denied him that that he hadn't seen him. So Peter, seeing that as Jesus jumps out of the boat, swims to the shore and comes running to Jesus. Where Jesus invites him into this beautiful, redemptive moment. I guess the thing that I love most about this moment is God, Jesus would restore and redeem Peter. He'd restore him back to ministry. But if you look closely at the text, it shows the same smoke that Jesus was using to cook the fish was the same coal, was the same burn, was the same smell that Peter smelled when he denied Jesus. The aroma was the same. (laughs) Do you see it? Do you get it? Jesus says, I'm redeeming all things, Peter even your nostrils, even what you smell. Normally that smell would have been traumatizing to you because of your failure. Now it'll be healing balm to you because this is what you smelled when you felt Jesus' love and compassion restore and redeem you. He's a redeemer. He redeems all things. So be encouraged. He redeems tassels and robes. He redeems smoke and nostrils. And he redeems identities that have been robbed by lies of Satan. So I want you to be encouraged today. If you're going through something hard, if you've experienced failure, if you've messed up, if you've disappointed God, if you suffered a loss, if there's a season that's so dark you can't see your way, I'm telling you, you've got a God who redeems all things. The picture is me and my wife at the graduation. Her affirmation of me and her holding me. The picture just, it's a picture of me in the cap and gown and her embracing me and what I feel in that moment is her saying, I'm so proud of you, baby. And what I feel in that moment is such a, such a, such a self-worth, such a value. One day, there'll be another robe. There'll be another song that'll be played. And that'll be a great, and there'll be a great processional. One day, God's going to call us all home. And he's going to redeem all things and make all things new. One day we get to put on the robe. We get to put on the robe of righteousness that's been washed in the blood of the Lamb. We get to march in. And 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 I know they go I don't I don't know what song they gonna play. But boy, if just for Albert Tate, if they played. I've graduated. I'll feel a sense of joy and completeness because my father seeing him face to face has redeemed all things. Hang in there. Stay encouraged. It may be hard right now, But you've got a God who's redeeming everything, even the smell he's going to redeem. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Albert Tate Podcast. To stay connected, make sure to subscribe to the Albert Tate channel, rate and review this episode, and make sure to share on your social media platforms. You can follow along with Albert on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Once again, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode, and we'll see you next time. Well, class of 2019, y'all made it. Some of you made it cum laude, summa cum laude, but many of you, thank you, laude. I made it. If you think you're excited, let me tell you something. You're not half as excited as the mamas and daddies that are excited out there in the audience tonight. Oh, come on, let them hear it. Now, now, students, let me just tell you, mama and daddy are excited. They're excited about your accomplishment. Most importantly, they're excited that you are finally out of their pocketbooks and they ain't gotta pay tuition. Your dad, I saw a dad back there, he was looking on, uh, on, his, on, on the phone, looking at a motorcycle that he gonna buy now that he got some extra cash. I saw a mama on Pinterest getting ready for a kitchen remodel. Uh, they are glad y'all are done with this. I tell you, as I only have a few moments, um, I think I got about 10 minutes, and you know a black preacher in 10 minutes ain't never went together, nowhere. I can't even introduce myself in 10 minutes. Um, But there are a couple of thoughts that I want to lift up from Paul as he speaks the book of Romans. He spends the first 11 chapters giving us a vision of what Christ has done in us. He wants us to know what Christ has done for us and what Christ has done in us. But all around chapter 12, he makes a turn and he begins to give us a vision of not just what he's done in us, but now what he wants to do through us. Uh, What Christ did in us by being a dying sacrifice, he now invites us to participate in him to do that through us as living sacrifices. In a few moments, we're gonna give you a diploma, but our hope is not that we give that diploma to you, but we wanna give it through you. God says, I wanna work now through you and I want your life to be a living sacrifice and I want you to live for something greater than yourself. I want you to live for something greater than this moment. I wanna do something through you that could actually impact the world. So the vision is that we're not just giving these to you tonight, we're giving them through you so that as you leave, you might live into the greater story that God has for you, which means that you're going to have to live a life in his hands. Our hope is that you will become a living sacrifice. As you sit there tonight, I can only imagine fear for some of us is creeping up. You got the question. Everybody asks you what you're going to do next, and you have no idea, but you've come up with three things that you don't even agree with. Just so you have something to say at the after-graduation party. But friends, don't allow fear to stop you from living into this greater story of being a living sacrifice. Don't allow fear to cause you to miss that opportunity to pursue and take that leap of greatness. Fear will mess you up. It'll misrepresent you. It won't allow you to show up authentically. Chuck Swindoll tells a story of a little boy in a classroom, and he was chosen to give a speech uh, by... Patrick Henry, one of our founding fathers, uh, he had to give the speech in front of parents, teachers, and students. And to say that he was terrified is an understatement. He was overwhelmed with fear. He stood up to the podium with shaking hands, knees buckling, trembling voice. And before he spoke, he got confused from what happened in the health class this past week. And he said, give me puberty or give me death. Fear, if you allow it to overtake you, it'll misrepresent you. Don't allow fear to cripple you from being who God's called you to be. Can I tell you something? Some of you, you got a vision for a ministry. Don't allow fear to stop you. Some of you, you want to start your own business. Don't allow fear to stop you. Some of you need to go out on the mission field. Don't allow fear to stop you. Some of you need to break up with that boyfriend. Don't allow fear to stop you. Live into the greater story. Don't allow fear to stop you. Did it get weird in here? Did it get weird? Did it get weird? (laughs) The second thing that I want you to realize is that he invites you to be a living sacrifice. Can I just encourage you? I know everybody's going to celebrate you today. It's going to be a really exciting day, but I want to prepare you. The reality of being a living sacrifice means that you will have setbacks. You will have moments when things won't go your way. Some of you got a perfect planned out agenda. Some things may not come out as you plan. But recognize with God, those setbacks are usually set ups for him to get glory out of your life. Don't miss those moments of brokenness and don't get stuck there. Friends, this is a special day for me. I just got to be honest. See, I flunked out of high school. And on my graduation day, when all my friends were in caps and gowns, I was in jeans and a button-down shirt. I drove to the graduation, but I was so ashamed, so embarrassed of my failure, I couldn't get out the car. I sat at my graduation in the parking lot in tears because I couldn't bring myself to see my friends walk across the stage and I didn't. As I was gripped with failure, embarrassment, and shame, Can I tell you, God was saying, Albert, even in this moment, even in this setback, you're still in my hands. I'm still with you. Can I tell you, the enemy wanted to leave me discouraged in that car, but here I am on stage, declaring truth to you. Look at me now, Mama. I got a robe on. I got a hat on. God has done some amazing things. Pull your phone out. Take a picture. Put me on the gram. Hashtag I made it. Devil, you can't have me. My setback was a setup for God's glory. God, I said, put it on the gram. Come on, put it on the gram. When setbacks come, when discouragement comes, don't you give up. That setback is an opportunity for God to set you up for his greatness. Finally, friends, as you go on this journey, can I just tell you the most important thing you can do is when you leave here, take your life, take that diploma, and put it in God's hands. Time and time again. It all depends on whose hands it's in. If the little boy with two fish and five loaves of bread, he'd tell you it all depends on whose hands it's in. If Moses was here with his rod, he'd tell you it all depends on whose hands it is. I can just get practical. If, if, if you put a basketball in my hands, I'll, I'll give you a couple of bricks, enough for you to build a house. But if you take that same basketball and put it in the hands of Michael Jordan, you get six championship NBA rings because it all depends on whose hands it's in. You take a tennis racket, put it in my hand, somebody probably going to get hit in the eye. You take that same tennis racket and give it to my homegirl, Serena Williams, you get the greatest tennis player of all times. Why? Because it all depends on whose hands it in. A golf club in my hand will get a broken window somewhere. But a golf club in the hands of Tiger Woods will get you the greatest comeback in golf that we've ever seen because it all depends on whose hands it's in. Well, let's bring it on home. Nails in my hand will be a techno shot in an emergency run to the hospital. But nails in the hands of Jesus will be the redemption that washes away all sin it all depends on whose hands is in. Class of 2019, your life in your hands will give you worldly success. You might be able to pull off a job, get a great family, but it won't mass up to eternal glory. But you take your life and put it in the hands of Jesus. Oh, you got eternal glory, eternal worship, eternal greatness. God did not call you to comfort. He called you to kingdom. 2019, stay in his hands.